Talk 303 Creative versus Alenis and if it should have ever been brought before the court. Melissa Gira Grant wrote this article for New Republic. The mysterious case of a fake gay marriage website, the real straight man in the Supreme Court. In the filings in the 303 Creative versus Alenis case is a supposed request for a gay wedding website, but the man named in the request says he never filed it. And Melissa Garris Grant, the writer of that article, was Joy Reid's guest today. This case is based on something even more made up than this individual inquiry for a wedding website. So the, the main claim the Alliance of Wedding Freedom was bringing in this case was that their client was not allowed to even advertise her business making wedding websites, which did not exist. So there's a business that didn't exist. She's not allowed to advertise that business, they said allegedly because of an anti-discrimination law, which is a law they have now eroded. Um, and then in the midst of that, they bring this inquiry from an alleged same-sex couple. Um, ADF is spinning right now. They're trying to say, well, this doesn't matter. We've got this on much bigger grounds. But like two things to know about that, the much bigger grounds are actually even more imaginary than this inquiry that's possible. You know, she has yet to advertise for this service. I just want to reiterate that. She argued that she has been advertising herself as a wedding website designer. And all these things happened as a result that she doesn't agree with. She's never advertised herself as a wedding website designer. She's never advertised a wedding website website because this is not something she currently does. I'm sorry, that still blows my mind. They're saying it's a pre-enforcement challenge, and yes, those exist, and Adia Baba loses them, actually, when they're on the other side. So this is something that was meant to affirm the religious rights of this woman, Lori Smith, and people like her at the expense of queering trans people. Adia can spin it however they want right now, but the reality is... This person whose name is on the inquiry, Stuart, he didn't make it. There is no genuine same-sex wedding inquiry behind this. And ADF attested in court that there was. So right now, you're probably saying, wait, that's illegal, isn't it? Well, according to Maya Wiley, who spoke after Melissa, yes. And I'll play a little bit of that after Melissa finishes talking. But basically, disciplinary proceedings against the attorneys can be asked for. They have to be able to provide evidence that the attorneys knew that they were arguing something that wasn't fact-based which in this case might not be that hard. And if it can be proven, they can be sanctioned and fined. ADF stands for Alliance Defending Freedom, and if that sounds familiar, it should. They are also the ones who brought Dobbs to the court and are trying to bring Mifepristone. So if someone brings disciplinary proceedings, it's possible this could end badly for them. But the Supreme Court is on their side. So as usual, it just comes down to court reform. And just to, just to be clear, Melissa, did you talk to Stuart? Yes, yes. I found Stuart's contact information in the course of going through court filings. And when I spoke with him, I expected him to say, you know, oh, God, I've heard from a million reporters, like, here's another one. But he hadn't. No one had called him before. He had no knowledge that his name appeared in this court filing. He had actually heard of the case because by the time I called him, like last Tuesday, the case had been argued at the Supreme Court and it was in the news a little bit at the end of last year. I'm sorry. Come again? We have had at least six months' knowledge of this case. And Melissa is the first person to call the assumed defendant? Maya Wiley also says later that the ADF changed tactics because the lower courts knew that the case was hypothetical. So I believe that's when they added this Stort guy, who you'll hear in a second is actually a website designer himself. But still, we've known that this case was on the Supreme Court docket for a long time. How is Melissa the first journalist to do the research and to contact him? Something about that really doesn't add up. 
where were all the other publications? So he actually knew about it in the context of his work as a designer. Like, that's the other kind of ridiculous thing here, right? He's a designer. Why would he be trying to hire another designer to make this non-existent wedding website? So he was, I mean, he's somebody who supports LGBTQ rights. He supports abortion rights. Um, everything that ADF is for, everything that this case is about, he's stands against that. And it's just a very disorienting experience for somebody who's truly just a private person who, for reasons that are still unclear, his information now has become part of this case as if he is a, a real half of a same-sex couple. And, and just to be clear again, he's not part of a same-sex couple because he himself is not gay. Correct. Yes. Siri is married to a woman. Siri has been married to a woman for more than a decade. Um, you know, I'm just like a little anxious to get into the particulars of who he is because he's truly a private person and lots of people have been calling him. Um, also, given the reality of this case and who the ADF is aligned with, I think his concerns about harassment and backlash are pretty significant. Um, and if you're wondering why we're probably not going to see a lawsuit, that's why. Melissa doesn't even want to talk about his sexual orientation, even though it's crucial to this conversation because he is a private person. And he's getting the reaction you expect him to be getting from those people. The reaction we as creators get when someone doesn't like what we say. And someone like that probably isn't going to be suing. And I, I get it. Um, and I think that, you know, I've spent a lot of time texting with him, talking with him. And my sense of him is that there's just no reason on earth that he would have placed this inquiry. And also to be very, very clear, I don't know for sure. I don't live inside Stuart's computer. It may come out that he did. Even if that is the case, what ADF is claiming that this is a genuine inquiry, that's still false. So here's some of what Maya Wiley had to say that I didn't mention. You know, when you bring a case, you're supposed to have what's called a case or controversy. That means something has to actually have happened to you. It's part of what we think about the courts. You have to have something called standing, which is that you are supposed to say that you have had some form of palpable injury. And I think what Melissa has walked us through is exactly the point of there was no case. There was no controversy. There was not even any stated injury because she didn't have a business. And this did come up in lower courts. Uh, and, you know, ADF kept changing its filings to try to assert that it had something there, including months after it filed its original complaint, kind of updating it to show this alleged um, request that appears to be false. So I think at the end of the day, you know, you said it right, Joy, when you said this isn't supposed to happen. This isn't supposed to happen. And the only way we can stop it from happening again is getting 67 Democrats in the Senate and impeaching those corrupt judges. I know, I know, everything comes back to voting, but it does. I hope someone asks for disciplinary proceedings against those attorneys, but it does depend on a lot of things if it would go our way. I think this is one of the most complete explanations of what went down. I hope you found it helpful too. Shortcast Club.